so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. Hello, welcome to another episode of Supernatural on the Rocks. I'm Emily. And I'm Mandy. And this is episode four covering season four of Supernatural. Hey, we finally got here. We did it. I would like for you to picture a barn in the middle of, I don't know, what, Kansas, I think. And what do you see? Is this a hypothetical question to the listeners or me? You. A barn in the middle of Kansas. I mean, one specific thing comes to mind <laughs> that I'd rather not <laughs> acknowledge. Uh, we have, in season four now, the arrival of the best character on Supernatural. Yes. Tied with the first best character on Supernatural, who is Dean Winchester. But we have... I mean, I'm going to have to argue on that, because I think uh -oh. I like Cass more. That's why they're tied with first. Okay. You're putting Cass above Dean. I am, yeah. I think Misha Collins would agree with you. <laughs> yes. Added to the cast now is Misha Collins, a.k.a. Castiel, angel person. Uh, Castiel, no last name. Yes. It, and it is a fantastic introduction to Castiel in the first episode, Lazarus it Rising. really is. It is the best entrance I think a character gets on this show. It's also, like, it's genuinely... I don't know. Compared with like the parts of hell that we see from Dean that are actually like a bit scary because, you know, Dean and hell, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really well done introduction to Cass. It is. Um, so season four opens with Dean waking up in a grave. If you have forgotten the end of season three, because it's been six years, uh, Dean was taken to hell at the end of his deal with Crossroads Demon to save Sam. And now he has miraculously uh, awakened in a pine box in a grave, which is probably most people's nightmare. It's definitely a nightmare scenario. Mm -hmm. Nightmare scenario. Um, although those teeth were looking pretty white for being in a, in a grave. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I guess maybe the, the I don't know, Angelic touch has a whitening effect. The <laughs> <laughs> nice pearly white, pearly gates, pearly white teeth. Um, so, so poor Dean has to to literally dig himself out of his own grave. I 
I do like the drama that that this uh, that this is. Um, I, I guess Castiel could have hauled his ass out of hell and also out of his grave, but he chose not to. I mean, you know, it, it is some nice poetic effect. It is. It is. Also, it kind of drives home that Castiel um, is not supposed to and does not give much of a shit about humans at this point. No. He does not. The empathy factor is not really there, but we'll get, you know, more into that the more we learn about Cass. Yes. And, Uh, you know, all of his friends. All of his his angel dick friends. Yes. Um, So we are we are introduced to Dean Winchester's abs and also the handprint brand on his shoulder. And I think that's just an important piece to point out this early on in the season and this episode of the podcast. And the series in general, because that handprint is like one of the... It's a hallmark. Know, it's a statement. Yeah, it's, it, that's a good word for it. It's a hallmark. It means a lot to the show. It means a lot to the fandom. Uh, and it means a lot to their relationship as whatever you would like to describe it as going forward from here. Yeah. Um, so throughout this episode, uh, Dean encounters a number of bizarre occurrences, high-pitched noises, glass shattering, uh, static on a TV... If you are too young to know what a TV looks like when they're ecstatic, you can look it up. Um, and he will not quite know what this is until the end of the episode. Meanwhile, uh, Sam has uh, has run off to fight Lilith. Because Lilith is definitely still around since this season is sort of a continuation of the um, aborted writer's strike mm-hmm. storyline from before. Yes, so season three ended somewhat abruptly and season four picks up some of the threads that were left hanging with the writer strike, uh, namely that Lilith is still out there um, and needs killing. Yep. So we're told. What do we know? Or does she? I mean, you know. What do we know? We just have to believe Sam, Dean and Bobby that demons are bad. Yeah. They haven't really offered any proof, have they? I don't think so. I mean, maybe the the dead bodies yeah. are proof. Speaking of Bobby, like, we do get some Bobby in this episode. We do. Um, Good old Bobby. Yes. <laughs> you know. Uh, as you do. you do when your Bobby and someone comes back to life. Dean's been dead for four months and then shows up at Bobby's front door looking like he hasn't gone through hell literally um so he does have to prove himself via silver rock salt holy water some other stuff the usual i mean that's kind of how i test people in the days of covid now oh that's true yeah you know mask vaccine holy water (laughs) you know gotta cover all the bases gotta just cover the bases now um so everyone thinks that uh that a demon is has set dean loose from hell because how else would he have gotten gotten free which is not a a wrong thing to think in this world but at the same time they have they have escaped death a number of times already so i'm not sure why they're completely surprised by it quite an abnormal number of times at this point you'd think they'd be kind of realizing hey nothing really sticks with us yeah there's death is only the beginning I did just watch The Mummy, which is why that <laughs> stuck in my mind. 
Uh, I try to watch The Mummy a couple times a year. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Oh, get on it. Okay, pause. We're going to pause. Yeah. Mandy's <laughs> going to watch The Mummy. Just quick, quick two-hour break, everyone. Yeah. I mean, Grab I, some I am into the Brendan Fraser appreciation, so. Daily. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dean Dean tells everyone he uh, he doesn't remember what happened in hell, but he's a liar and clearly remembers liar, absolutely yeah. everything, which is not great. I, I wouldn't say that Dean Winchester's mental health is aces on a good day. No. And he's got at, a issues. He's, got he's a, a little bit of therapy. Maybe just like a weekly, daily appointment. I think he could start daily and then maybe bump it down to a weekly once he's gotten yeah. a grip on all of his his problems. He could that work on some self care and some self love. Yeah. yeah. One of the um one of the essays I did reading to like prepare for recording was about Dean's um not mental health. Mm-hmm. But coping skills that basically framed the way they treat him coming from hell as, like, his mind going into the cope or die mindset. Mm, Like, Mm -hmm. if we address all of this, we're just going to die. So in order to cope, (laughs) we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Yeah. I can kind of see it. I mean, Uh not that he doesn't have all the PTSD, but approaching like the first few episodes with a mindset that he's just like well i will simply perish if i stop to process <laughs> yes. um, does does make a little bit of sense to me it does it very much does if i think about this for even a minute yes. i will die therefore i'm not gonna think yeah. about it at all and uh i will leave a link to that essay post in the the show notes because it yeah. said a lot more things a lot more eloquently than that yeah. but that was my like you know Yes. Summary. That is an excellent point. Yep. Dean Winchester so in a nutshell. We also get to meet another recurring character in this episode, Pamela. The psychic. The psychic. And this old poor friend woman. Bobby. Yeah, really. Uh, <clears throat> she's definitely on the list of women that deserved better in Supernatural. But... Yeah, the very long list. Incredibly long list. I mean, in this episode... <laughs> alone she uh loses her eyes castiel did not need to do this to her he really didn't i mean he was not a people person to begin with no (laughs) no and and this proves how much better his social skills got they did but really she's just trying to get a sneak peek at him and he had to burn her eyes out of her head I mean, you can learn to deal with your problems with less aggression, perhaps, Castillo. It's not yeah. even aggression, just like brutality. Just straight brutality. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't rein that in a little bit. And he, like, he's got a body. He already has a vessel. Yeah. He could have held that in a little bit. It's just rude. I don't see the rest of us out there smiting people. I mean. I would I mean, that I could, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so later... Um, Sneaky Sam sneaks out of the motel that one of the many motels that they're uh, they're staying at uh, because he's out there exercising uh, demons with just uh, his uh, special special children powers, which he's not supposed normal? to be doing. That's natural. That's a thing. Totally that... normal and natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise. Uh, our good friend Ruby's not dead which we all assumed that she was during season three. She's not dead. She's just in a new body. That body happens to belong to Jared Padalecki's 
upcoming wife. Yes. Which I think is adorable. <laughs> like That's one way to meet your future spouse, I suppose, is to yeah. Yeah. star in a TV show with them. So I mean, I mean good for you. Too. I know I know next to nothing about her as a person, but like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it worked weird. out for those crazy kids. Yeah. Considering it's, um, God, I was going to say 10 years later, but that's not right. Nope. That is not right at all. 12 years later. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, at the very, very beginning of season four, we've got Sam making some interesting decisions of who he is hanging out with and what he is doing and who he is confiding in with whom with whom he is confiding in. Uh, and it's not Dean. Yep. Which is another theme of the season, like Sam and Dean just really not being on the same page. Mm-hmm. They're not uh, sometimes, sometimes not through their fault. Like, mm-hmm. not through the fault of their own, but but usually because they're stubborn assholes. <laughs> right, yes. Yes, usually they're just being dicks. Yeah. I think, um, I think the lack of male communication is really a problem in this season. Yes. Um, and probably just life in general. But we do, we do get to end this episode and the beginning of season four with um, the best scene in the entire series. And that oh. is with, with Dean and bobby going to a barn oh yes and uh you know get a little rumbling the lights start flickering yep and uh motherfucking angel of the lord castiel shows up with his big old wings it's just so nicely done it really is i think misha collins's cheekbones really help yeah they did add something to it really i think the blue eyes really kind of add an aura but um you know, nearly setting his hair on fire with those sparks also really works too. But the whole thing is so well done. I think stabbing your future husband upon yeah. first meeting is like a bold move. But you cannot argue with the results. No, it takes a while to come around, yeah. but leaves an impression. First impressions go, I think it uh, it's tops. So this is, is Castiel, Angel of the Lord. Yep. Telling uh, Dean Winchester that, yes, there are angels. Um, and that he deserves to be saved. Yeah, that's a great line. It really is. Cass has got some good lines in the, he, in the show. He does. The, um, from this episode, the I'm the one that gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. Perfect. Canon yes. uh, top ten lines in the show. Yep. Um, this is your problem, Dean. You have no faith amazing the gravelly voice thing that ruined misha's vocal cords for the rest of his life great don't think i genuinely do not think he thought he would be playing that role for 12 more years when he started that nope well he only was on for six episodes and then he was too pretty to let go of which i understand yeah if i was that good looking i certainly wouldn't go anywhere um so yeah so now we have a new a new character to the mix who is certainly going to put a wrench in Sam and Dean's plans. Yep. And um, not only put a wrench in their plans, but certainly going to fuck up their lives for a very long time. Uh, quite a while. Yep. Yep. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So uh, that's the whole season, right? Cash yeah. shows up. Sounds Everything right. goes really well. Yeah. Nothing. Um, nothing bad happens at all. You know, he raises Dean and then they live. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds right. Um, so we were 
contemplating how to how to run this season because well not of the show of the podcast the season already happened <laughs> but uh this season actually has a lot more uh, plot wise and a lot more to do thematically than the last season did it does um, yeah it it has a lot of themes that run through mm-hmm. the oh my god i can't think of the word what was the um the arc the arc episode. the yeah. myth arc that the myth arc that's what i was trying to think of uh and you know not that it doesn't have any monster of the week episodes but mm-hmm. it has less yep so the the overarching myth arc of season four is that um there are 66 seals holding in lucifer and lilith is trying to well people 66 seals are being broken by lilith and her her buddies in order to release lucifer from his cage and that is the overarching uh, plot of the season. Yeah. And then within that, we have the angels who are trying to stop it from happening. Allegedly. The demons, <laughs> yeah. The demons that, you know, are rooting for Lilith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the, the subsects among that, which demons are good, which angels are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean apparently is being tapped as the the one who can stop the apocalypse because now we have an apocalypse on our hands because there's nothing the show really is in that um problem of having to to ratchet up the stakes season by season so so now now we're at an apocalypse which they really like they went about that so quickly throughout the seasons they really they really did we're only on well you know, paste that out a little better. So I did find a quote from uh, What's His Face, and I wrote it down because I knew I was going to forget, and it is from a Huffington Post article from July 2008 from Comic-Con, and it's a Q&A uh, from one of the panels, and someone asked Eric Eric Kripke if it was still his plan to only run the show for five seasons. And he said yes, adding that it, he wanted to avoid jumping the shark and he wanted to leave the audience satisfied rather than have the show slip into mediocrity. Oh. So- oh, Eric. <laughs> oh, friend. Oh, buddy. So I mean, that would have been yeah. about this time. So I guess at that point, an apocalypse felt right. Yeah. I will give him that. Like, if this was supposed to be the, like, penultimate season. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, like, you release you know, Lucifer and, like, that's your final season. Yeah. All say, right. It's not as though it wraps up tidily. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, which, we'll get there, but. Yeah. Yeah. If it that was the plan. Yeah. Made a good lead into a final season. Exactly. Yeah. But un- unfortunately for that plan. Not unfortunately for us as viewers getting 15 yeah. seasons three times as much. Um, it, it did uh, it did make a, a mess of the the stake problem. Yeah. So. That, kind of hurt their continuity a little bit too. It because did. 
this is one of those shows where it's like an entire season of this thing can't happen, this thing can't happen. Cut 10 years and like that thing that can't happen is like a casual everyday event (laughs) in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, these like, you know, the breaking of these 66 seals are, you know, the worst things that can happen. And later it's just like, oh yeah, that's a a Tuesday hunt for the Winchesters. Like, oh, all right. So yeah, and, and another piece of this is um, if if there are angels, now we're dealing with the the thought that there is probably a god. Yep. A a singular monotheistic Christian god to to go with angels, because um, you couldn't have that conversation about what kind of god. Not on a prime time viewing network. Nope. Not on this show. So um, yeah, we've got seals. And Lilith and Lucifer off in the distance. Um, Dean being tapped to end the apocalypse. Well, stop the apocalypse. And Sam. Um, Sam with his uh, demon side chick. His his side hustle. Which, like, I shouldn't reduce her to that. She's well, a... She's a fully realized demon woman yeah i was gonna say it's just the show reduces her to that show does reduce her to mostly Mm -hmm. mostly yeah yep um there is still room in this season for um monster of the week episodes and one of those is the third episode in the beginning which is a time travel episode and uh dean gets his butt transported back by Cass to Lawrence, Kansas, 1973, where he runs into the beautiful Matt Cohen playing a young John Winchester. Which, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of John at all, but Mm-mm. I thought this episode was pretty interesting. Yes. Yes. I I mean, I I get I have to say this because it's true. Mm-hmm. I hate time travel. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I will fight people about it well i won't fight people about it i'll just say things like i hate time travel and then let other people spend five minutes trying to explain why they like time travel and then just go "Uh uh-huh and walk away yeah because it doesn't make any sense to me things like if dean is the one who gets john to buy the impala if dean never goes back in time who gets john to buy the impala like yeah basically like continuity errors everywhere yeah like so then doesn't dean always go back in time like where does the loop begin like well it's a loop and then there's an a like i don't so then Cass always sends dean back like what the fuck is i hate time so it is very confusing and um it always messes up the timeline so stop it and you don't get to just fix problems in your story by doing time travel anyway (laughs) you try but what we um well, they do try here. What yeah. What's happening here is um, uh, someone is trying to get Dean to fix the timeline by sending him back in time to prevent... First off, Matt Cohen is uh, A-plus casting for young John Winchester. Yeah, he really is. He's, he definitely nails yeah. the, the whole look. Yes. We also meet a young Mary Campbell who is, turns out to be the one who is the badass hunter in the family. Which props. Yeah. I mean, Bit of retconning, I, but I dig it. Yeah. I like it. It it helps in later seasons when we re-meet Mary. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. I mean, 
I don't think I've seen any of those episodes. Oh, fun. Yeah. So okay. I, I, I know what happens because, you know, fan fiction. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't think I've seen the actual episode. Okay. Uh, we also meet Grandpa Samuel Campbell, a.k.a. Mitch Pileggi, a.k.a. A familiar face. A very familiar face, assistant director Walter Skinner of yes. X-Files fame. I'm, I just, I appreciate this show not forgetting where it came from. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just a full X-Files nod. Um, yep. It's all, I don't know. So the grandparents are Samuel and Deanna. AKA yeah. Sam and Dean. Did the did the Winchester side not get any naming rights for the grandkids? <laughs> That's funny. Mary was just like, nope, sorry. <laughs> like, nope, they're mine. You contributed sorry. one thing to this and your part's over. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hmm, Samuel and Deanna. Interesting. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Um so the the case that Dean runs into here is that people have been selling or someone has been selling their soul people have been selling their soul to a demon without realizing it and it's like the 10-year demon deal and it turns out it's our old buddy yellow eyes who's been ruining families for decades um really good at it so at least he found his you know his passion yeah his calling in life azazel's tiktok would be just full of motivational quotes (laughs) yeah you too can do it um so yeah so dean uses john's journal which again is a little like if he's using the journal and wouldn't he then bring have that knowledge throughout his life because he carries the memories and i don't i don't actually understand anyway um there's a really sad moment that dean tells his mary his mother not to get out of bed on november 2nd 1983 like um so so all of this is really to try to prevent Azazel from making a deal with Mary to bring John Winchester back after he is killed during a fight with the demons. And this is why Azazel is allowed into the Winchester's house to fuck up Sam in the future. And I Dean mean, can't prevent it. It does prove that making deals you didn't really think through mm-hmm. because someone you love is in danger is definitely a family tradition. It's a family tradition. Yeah. Um, turns out you can't change the timeline, at least mm. in this instance. Um, and then Cash shows up to save Dean and take him out of this timeline. I'm assuming he also wipes Mary's memory. Surely. Of because otherwise, of uh... yeah. yeah. Oh, we forgot. Azazel has been like putting ideal parents together to create perfect vessels for his like special children, which is why Sam is the way he is. So Mary <sighs> had to fuck John to make Sam. I mean, it's gross. You could have just like invented Tinder right. and <laughs> had your fun. Swipe right for demon babies. Yeah. Um, Trying to find your ideal vessel creation, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Um, so, so Cass pulls him out of this. Dean's all pissed off that he couldn't stop it. And, and Cass has to admit that Dean couldn't stop it. And the point of all of this was to show Dean the truth of what happened and to warn Dean that 
he needs to stop Sam from going down his path or the angels will. Yeah. So. I mean. I know I would also like them to stop Sam. Yeah. I I appreciate the dedication they went through. Mm -hmm. But also like. Couldn't he have also just like showed him a little movie? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed a bit involved (laughs) for the end result of, well, you know, we just wanted to ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Yeah. It really was a ghost of Christmas past, yeah. 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have just said, hey, this is what happened. I mean, like, I honestly, like, would have equally appreciated them just going, here's a random episode that is entirely a flashback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't or, or, you know, wouldn't have shown us Dean finding out the truth. But, mm-hmm. like, I appreciate the badass Mary. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we got to see that. But the reasoning for it playing out with Dean there felt a little weak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. A little filler. All filler, no a killer. Bit, yeah. Yeah. Also, a, a way to keep involving John Winchester. Yes. They do, I mean, I get he's their dad. Like, obviously, he has an important influence on the events. But mm-hmm. yep. oh, they will shoehorn him in anytime they can. Anytime, any place. This is not the fir- not not the last um, John Winchester backstory episode that we get this season. Nope, no, it's not. They're just keeping them on the back burner. Um, yeah. All right, so we go from there to another um, monster of the week. Yes. Um, I, yes. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say without going too much into this episode. I think the point of this episode was really about sam and his powers and where he was going down a path of becoming a monster we got a rougarou which i think is the first time we hear about them which is a you know a creature that starts out as a human but becomes a flesh-eating monster and you're infected but you don't know what's happening to you and can you see how this is an allegory for sam (laughs) do we see what's happening here um so dean catches sam ganking a demon which is just a word that's yeah. like so supernaturally like anytime <laughs> i've never heard anyone yeah. else on earth use the word gank no um but he catches him using his little mind powers and um realizes that you know ruby's still helping him or harming him depending on what side yeah. you're on um he punches sam that's a big deal and he he does tell mm-hmm. sam that he's going down a road that will turn him into a monster and says, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you. Harsh words. Bold statement. Not not untrue. No, not untrue. So we're, you know, only a few episodes into the season and really leaning into this, like, growing separation between the brothers. Like, they really wanted to drive that point home because i mean yeah. it's not just like hinted at is like explicitly a part of multiple episodes yes like they they are not getting along nope not getting along they're not on the same page uh dean straight up threatening to kill him it's kind of a big deal it's kind of a big deal for them um Sam tells Dean that he's done with his powers at this point, but I, I think we all know that that's yeah. not the case. Um, and then we kind of just keep rolling along into another Monster of the Week episode, but honestly, a better Monster of the Week episode. 
I do want to say important part about metamorphosis. Um, mm-hmm. Episode four. It is the first time Dean refers to Castiel by the nickname Cass. <sighs> Be still my heart. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Couldn't couldn't let us move no. on without. That's so important. That occasion. That's so valid. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that but what yeah, the kids you are, say? You are correct. We move on to a better Monster of the Week episode. I th- do we just need to take a whole moment on, on Cass? Maybe. Just a moment um, of silence? All right. Cass so good. with two S's. No. No. Uh-uh. Why would... Oh. Who would even... Like, how... That's not even... How does yeah. that even work? Castiel has one S. Why would you... Yeah. Like, I, you'd never I add extra letters. <laughs> I watch it with subtitles, too, because, like... Yeah. And like every time I see it, I just think you guys can't spell. At what point do they stop that? Do you like never, never? Never. They never do. It's in the very last. It's in the script too. Like the actual scripts say "cast" with two s's. How bold of them to be so unapologetically wrong. I know. I know. Like, wait, you're terrible. Yeah. No, I reject that. But nice try. And I think it's another one of those like Ryan Murphy spite things where they know that every single piece of fan fiction, every single piece of online meta, every tweet on earth, including the actors. Yeah. Because I've seen. Yes. I've seen Jensen and Misha both spell it with one S. Yes. Yes. Everybody spells it with one (laughs) S. So they know. They know how people are spelling it, how it should be spelled. And they're still like, no, it's two s's and you're like go fuck yourself yes <laughs> sit there in your wrongness all right, all right. anyway that's so, directed at you eric Cricky. yes um monster movie an episode that i enjoyed as much as when i watched it as the x-files yes <laughs> yes um this episode first came out in the 90s it was called postmodern prometheus and it was an x-files episode yep <laughs> Um, but you know, I I can't entirely fault them for recreating the classics because no. like as I watched it, I was like, well, that's it's a good one. I'm, I'm yeah. still enjoying it. And this is one of those episodes that has absolutely nothing to do with the series. Like no, you could nothing. you could take this right out, and it would it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't matter to the show at all. It would not affect anything. Yeah, I think the only bit of continuity that it has is this is where Dean says that he's come out of hell fully healed with like no scars and no old wounds. And he calls himself rehymenated. Oh, all right. Yep. I don't know how I forgot that line, but yeah. I can't forget things like that. It's so gross that I can't forget. Um, But yeah, this is just a fun episode where they're investigating murders at an Oktoberfest that all look like monster deaths. It's uh, in black and white. And it's amazing. It's basically just like full of reference to. Yeah. I mean, it, it has references to literally the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's basing himself off of these characters. Yep. Um, so it's a really fun one to watch if you happen to like old movies. Mm-hmm. Or the big Lebowski, which <laughs> quotes randomly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big bad here. Um, who turns out to be a shapeshifter, right? Yeah. Um, is just sometimes he wants to be a Dracula and sometimes wants to be a classic werewolf, uh, monster movie werewolf. And, 
a mummy. Um, it just has some like great lines that don't contribute. I mean, obviously don't contribute to like the bigger picture of Supernatural, but yeah. The actor, what was the actor's name? I have the page up. Um, anyway, the, the like, "Twas Beauty That Killed the Beast" mm-hmm. at the end. I think yeah. it made can't just... be supernatural. Is still like one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. Yep. Plus the leader hosen. Yes. <laughs> Which fun fact? Uh, Jared said that this was his favorite episode because you get to see Jensen in leader hosen. <laughs> That's fair. Like that was his reasoning. I mean, I get it. Yeah, he looked good in the leader hosen. I mean, it's it's a season for Jensen showing off, I guess. I mean, he does. And now we have like the thighs and those lederhosen. You know, this is not this is somewhat off topic, but appreciate and also hate that Jensen Ackles at some point in Supernatural managed to say, hey, I'm not going to take my shirt off anymore. Yeah. And I get it as an actor. And I also hate it. Because women are never afforded the same power on a set. It's true. And like, good for you, buddy, for putting that in the paperwork or in a clause or like whatever you did as a producer on the show at some point and as second on the call sheet to say, I don't want to take my shirt off and uh, do sex scenes because apparently my character has no sexual interest in women anymore. Yeah. But wonder um, why, really wonder why, no wonder why that happened there. None at all. So like these it's only in these earlier seasons that he ever takes his shirt off. But at the same time, like, how come women don't get to do that too? Yeah. So it's like it's it's a pro and a con. So yeah. So Monster the Monster Mash episode um mm-hmm. goes right into another Monster of the Week episode. And an, and another uh Jensen having a good time on set episode with yellow yeah. fever. Yeah. Uh, and um it's also, I don't, I mean, this does, this does have some, some work on the, the main plot of the series. It, it's mostly about the eye of the tiger in scene. Yeah. Um, uh, Dean, Dean gets infected by a ghost disease while investigating the mysterious deaths of people who have like dropped dead in the middle of the night. Um, this is Dean's second heart attack. Yeah, it is. I yeah, I made a note about that too. Like, Dean, buddy, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just make some regular cardiologist appointments, please. Yeah. Which, if he came out of hell clean and like all healthy to go, then yeah. his his newly minted heart that Cass so lovingly put back together. Yeah. Uh, now he's had a heart attack again. Like, <laughs> Cass can't do that work a second time. Just imagining Cass being like, look. <laughs> I just rebuilt that. Careful. I can't yeah. save you every time. Mm-hmm. I can't keep doing this. Um. So then, you know, the clock is ticking on... Apparently, you, I can't remember what the time frame is, but when you get this ghost sickness, you only have um, so long to live um, before it, it, it kills you, kills you. But um, Dean sees Lilith. And it's revealed that he did not spend four months in hell. This is revealed that he actually spent 40 years of time in hell. Uh, So that's a big bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, goes back to that whole cope or die theory. Like 40 years in hell and knowing like things we find out later in the season about what he did there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of shit. Yeah. 
yeah, it's a lot of shit. Um, I think I think maybe therapy is like not enough. I feel like yeah. Cass probably could have done some work on the mental health aspect of this rebuilding. It raised you up from perdition, also gave you some coping mechanisms. Um, put the body back together, didn't do any work on the soul. Yeah, could have know? at least hooked him up with like a Zoloft <laughs> prescription. Oh, some Zan, something like put you back together here. You're going to need this. Yeah. A subscription to the Calm app. Yeah. Yeah. Some better help. I don't know. Something. <laughs> At least he could take that on the road with him. Yeah. True. You know? Instead, we get him, you know, what? Buying busty Asian babes. <laughs> oh my God, that's the worst. Ranging too much. Uh, At least he's got a nice. fresh liver to start with. Yeah. True. Though I think over the course of the series, he... Takes care of that pretty well. Oh, yeah. That's a good question, though. Like, you build up a tolerance to alcohol. So imagine he comes out of hell, he takes his first shot of whiskey, and he is down. <laughs> I hope someone's written that. This is like, like a 28-year-old Dean Winchester who's never had a drink before. Prime, like, fake material. Yeah. Although, then, what's his metabolism like? Like, maybe he could just eat burgers all over again and not have heartburn. Mm. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of like thick. Yeah, but maybe we have to write it. I want to. I want to be able to eat burgers without yeah. pain. Uh, we have some more like sledgehammer hints that Dean is afraid of Sam turning into yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. He sees, you know, the eyes flashing. Yes, yes, he does. We um, we also get to meet a new a new angel, a specialist angel. Oh, yes. What a fun one, too. (laughs) And a fun one. Uh, Uriel. Um, It is Halloween. And um, we have we are back to the um, seven or the seven seals, the 66 seals. And this is Cass wants Dean to stop the raising of Sam Hain, which I am sure we are all mispronouncing, but I'm not going to attempt it. Um, So the raising of Samhain is one of the 66 seals so you have to stop it to prevent the breaking of the seal it's a little whatever um i do i did love just chas chas i can't talk anymore Cass hanging out in their room yeah like he belongs there because he does um uriel is a bit he's a bit harsher than Cass. i think he is like apathetic to humanity. Mm-hmm. Uriel is like Uriel just wants to kill them all. Yeah, vitriolic towards yes. humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. So there's a witch in town who is trying to raise Samhain. Uriel just wants to de- destroy the whole goddamn town to kill the witch because God has ordered it, and what angels do is follow orders. Uh, Cass on the other hand, is going to allow Dean to change their plans because he is already in love with Dean. I mean, because that's not what, that's not what happened. It is though. Um, He is already breaking heaven's orders for Dean Winchester though. And I think, what is this episode seven? Like that's already, that's a lot like for good soldier Castiel. Like he has already subconsciously chosen his side. Yeah, he did. Real quick. Um, so that's pretty impressive uh, if you're Dean Winchester to think that an angel has already broken the word of God for you, personally. I would If someone did that for me, I'd be like, damn, I'm good. Yep. Um, 
But unfortunately, they really suck at protecting the seals, which is a the theme of this season. Because Sam Hain rises, the seal is broken, and all sorts of creatures are going to show up and converge on this town. Sam uses his demon blood powers. Again, we have um, Sam and Cass meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Uriel, which Uriel is technically the angel of purification. Hmm. Okay. That so makes that sense. Is, yeah. Biblically, that's who like Uriel mm. is. Okay. Um, and he also, uh, this confused me. Like, look, I went to, I, I went to church for quite a few years. Um, yeah. Uriel's actually an archangel in hmm. actual biblical lore that so they completely just like decided to you know revise that in yeah. this season because he's definitely not an archangel no or the you know for the context of what the show tells you an archangel is yeah 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 oh especially later when they talk about yeah yeah hmm. um all right um also this is a halloween episode and i'm gonna be a nerd for just a second uh oh, only now yeah, yeah, just we're only nerds now. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the deaths in the episode is based off of one of Michael Myers' killings in Halloween. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, the one bobbing for apples. Ah, uh, the death. Yeah, that was in I think the second Halloween. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love it. You got to get the nerds in there. Yep. Um, well, this episode ends with a classic Dean and Cass talk, which gets to be pretty common that a bunch yeah. of stuff happens in an episode and then at the end dean and Cass have a talk to wrap things up for us it's um, basically their version of pillow talk yes it is yeah. sure is pillow talk slash exposition mm-hmm. yep uh Cass reveals that the true orders were not to stop the summoning of sam hain but to do whatever dean told them to do and it was actually just a test to see how Dean would perform under battlefield conditions. Of course. (laughs) You know, that makes sense. Everyone's going to react well to being tested using the actual lives of real people. Real people in a town who have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, Dean obviously wanted, voted to save the town like a human. And Cass revealed that he was praying that he would choose to save the town because Cass is not a total dick. Just a little bit of it. Um, And and he... He gets better. He reveals that he has questions and doubts. Um, so again, very early on in the season, we get Cass as an angel who is not simply a mindless soldier, which will not work out well for him. We also in the season meet Anna, who is a a girl, a woman in a psych ward who allegedly can hear angels. Um she knows everything. She knows about the apocalypse. She knows about Lilith, the 66 seals, freeing Lucifer, um, everything. Uh, and a side note here is we get to see Sam and Dean hustling pool for cash, which yes, I was, love. That was a really nice touch. Yes. Of, I don't know, realism. Realism. Yes. Kind of throwback. Mm-hmm. And I'm... S- for most of this season, we don't know how they're actually getting by. Yeah, Exactly. And I'm so mad we start to lose a lot of that, of that they're broke-ass motherfuckers. Yes. Like, they are on the run from so many cops and so many FBI agents, some of whom are dead, and they have to hustle money to survive. 
because they don't yet have magic credit cards and a bunker. Like, they gotta make money somehow. So I love them having to actually earn money at some point. But yeah, Anna, I, I like how they introduce her because we, mm-hmm. we find out um, between like this episode and the next one mm-hmm. that she was an angel. Yes. Yep. Anna. It's kind of why demons are after her and angels are after her and Dean fucks her for some reason. Yeah. Cause yeah. Because he's Dean. Don't he's really deep. think that needed to happen. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we, we kind of have Anna being the voice of there is another way when it comes to being an angel. Yes. Yes. Well, now we have like this dichotomy of Sam and the demon Ruby and, and Dean with his like one time angel bone. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Cause like with Ruby, Sam has both his confidant and, you know, person he bones. Mm-hmm. Dean has his angel confidant. Yes. And then also apparently has to randomly have sex with a different angel can't just be the same one can't be the same one yeah yes. that actually stuff like that will happen other times they point someone pointed out yeah. very rightly in the finale or well close to the finale i guess it was the mm-hmm. um the the season 15 episode 20 where um charlie loses her girlfriend and gets sad sam loses his girlfriend and gets sad and then dean the oh, castiel goes away <laughs> like oh. Oh, okay we yeah we see the parallels here like let's yeah, not yeah. let's not be okay anyway um so yeah so we have um we have anna who is an angel um we're really gearing up here for like an angels versus demon showdown um we are though before that we get some angel versus angel showdowns this is true this is true um because we have, like, the angels are after Anna. Mm-hmm. And um, the demons are. We have, like, Ruby is the, like, weird in-between. We don't really know her motives. Mm-hmm. Except Sam. Except except Sam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's an interesting conversation that Dean has with Anna about why she fell. Mm-hmm. And that only four angels have seen God's face and that you have to take God on faith. And this conversation about man versus angels and that, um, you know, what do you feel versus what you can see? And basically Anna and Deem are the same person. You're out on the road, you're lonely, and you're waiting for orders from like an unknowable, invisible father. Yep. And like, I guess a connection between them is not impossible. It's not. But it is I, frustrating that Dean can't have a connection with a woman yes. that he doesn't immediately bang. Yes. Um, I did not appreciate Anna putting her hand on the handprint. Uh, yeah. I was like. I kind of wanted to slap it away. I know. It was like, I'm no a question. viewer. And I was like, hey, now, that's not that's not for you. Cass is going to know that you did that. You're all like angel wired together. Like, I'm not. I don't appreciate this shit. Um, and even there, like Uriel in a dream is all up in Dean's face telling him that Cass has a weakness and that it's him. Yes. It's like, he likes you. And you're like, what "What the fuck is already going on in this show? (laughs) We're not even halfway through the fourth season. Cass has been in like three episodes, maybe. And another angel is like, he has a weakness. He likes you. (laughs) I just need that sound clip compared to like. Cass's last episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
And like the camera panned to Cass when Anna kissed Dean. Yeah. And like you do that when you're trying to show a jealous person. Like that's how filmmaking works. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> Someone knew what they were doing. Was it a rogue cameraman? I maybe. Somebody was there like, hey guys, watch this. Yeah. Hey Misha looks sad. He's so good at that. He really is. He so does it at just the right moments too. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. Right. So what episode <sighs> are we up to now? Oh, oh, but this is also yeah. um Dean has to admit now what hell was like for him. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's and that reveal there. Yes, we've now taken him bits and pieces here. There's like, oh, it's not four months, it was forty years. Um, and then he was like, Oh, it it wasn't just that, it was that he was tortured um for for yeah. most of it, and that Alistair offered him the chance to get off of the rack if he would then become the torturer and he uh he lasted 30 years before he eventually gave in and became the torturer of other souls so that sucks so here dean has been worried about sam becoming a monster with his demon powers uh and he spent 30 well no he spent 10 years torturing uh souls in hell so obviously he's got some feels about what it means to be a monster but he's fine yeah he's totally fine he's, he's, def- he's good he's definitely yeah. fine and really should be tasked with saving the world he's coping mm-hmm. exactly as he should be yeah yeah all of this pressure won't lead to no. any long-term repercussions no i really think that something this important should be on his shoulders i think in no way is that a problem You've been listening to part one of episode four of Supernatural on the Rocks. Stay tuned for part two, available wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to Supernatural on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts, who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and more at SPN on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and more. So until next time, this has been The Road That Was. Mm-hmm.